What's up, YouTube? I'm Robert, and this is the Biker Bar B1. Here we are today, episode number 39, I think. Holy shit. I'm sorry, guys. It's been a couple of weeks. We've been off. There has been, you know, life gets in the way sometimes. And we had a, a couple of weeks ago, we had one episode that was supposed to be with Sid and Mackie. Unfortunately, when you're living out of a van, the internet doesn't always agree when you're in the mountains of Colorado. And then the week after, I just, uh, I just, I, I, I took the dumb pill that day, dude. I booked the trip for work and I was not thinking about time zones whenever I did that. And I was actually going to be in the, in the air whenever I was supposed to be on the air. So here we are after a two week vacation. I didn't even know I was getting a vacation, got one boom. So here we are episode 39. Today we're going to be with Osprey. You guys may or may not be familiar with them. They're like the alternative to Camelback or um, whoever else it is that you're thinking about. We're going to get into that deep in a second. But first, let me talk to you about something. My Patreon. The Patreon is the only thing that is supporting this channel at this point. Honestly, I took all the ads off my videos. I am only doing this by the support of you guys. And I'm trying to get to 250 patrons. Right now, I'm at like about half of that. And I want to see you guys get, get me and this channel to that place. So what I'm, what I'm thinking is like when you go to the bar and you order a beer, that dude brings you a beer and, and you're like, oh, well, what's a normal tip for somebody to just bring you a beer? It's a buck, right? So you listen to this channel, you listen to this podcast, hours of entertainment. And all I'm asking for is one buck a month. So join the Patreon, throw that buck out, and well, you know, you, you get a little extra in, in return, like discounts for products that you, you would like to buy. A bunch of you guys have asked me for a long time, what knee pads, what elbow pads are you wearing? And I am wearing the Cali Strikes. I love the Cali Strikes. I will not fucking wear anything else other than the Cali Strikes because I enjoy them that much. Not because they gave me some free knee pads and elbow pads, but because they're that freaking comfortable. And if you join the Patreon for the buck a month, you can get 25% off. So that, that's a pretty good deal. If you don't want to support my channel, but you want to support somebody else's business, this t-shirt that I'm wearing right now, minus the movies, you don't get the movies for buying the t-shirt. But if you buy the t-shirt, Full Send Alliance, they're at ridefsa.com. It's a local company out of here, here out in NorCal trying to come up. If you dig their stuff, go check it out, dude. RideFSA.com. Good, good, good dude. So far, man, I, every time I've, I've hung out with him, his motto before uh, uh, Ride, uh, full, his company is called Full Send Alliance. But his motto when I've talked to him is ride bikes, eat tacos. So you can't go wrong there, right? Anyways, let's get on with this shit, right? So today we have Chris. He's the senior product manager from Osprey. For those of you guys that you, you may be thinking of it like Osprey, what is Osprey? Osprey backpacks. Let's just say it that way. So some of you guys will like get on board. And uh, Chris, why don't you tell me a little about yourself and a little about the company and we'll go from there. Yeah, like I said, uh, my name is Chris Horton, I'm a senior product manager at, at Osprey. And, and, and what that means is I take care of a couple of product categories and, and bike being one of them, snow being the other one I spend a lot of time on. So I, I get to basically 
work, you know, with my passions. Uh, I'm a skier and, and I'm, a, I'm a mountain biker and, and a former roadie as well. Um, Whoa, so, wait a minute. A former I know. Roadie. I know. Never we mind. all have to, ever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, all, we all have to have our gateway drug. I mean, some of us, you know, drink peppermint schnapps when we turn, you know, 16 and that's your first <laughs> liquor. We don't stay there. We, we, we evolve as people. Um, but it, but it allows me to basically stay in, 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 in the worlds that I loved. I was a bike shop mechanic for a long time. So I would just nerd out on everything that would come through the media and, and come through the bike shows. And then to be able to start attending bike shows and then to be able to start creating the product that goes to the shows. It's, it's a pretty cool, pretty cool job actually. So but, where, where, where are you located in, uh, in geographically? Yeah. So Osprey, Osprey packs, like you said, it's a, it's a pack company. Um, we're located in a little town called Cortez, Colorado. So most people don't know where that is. So you talk about what's around it. So we're 45 minutes west of Durango, an hour and a half south of Telluride, and an hour and a half east of Moab. So those three places are pretty fantastic. And we actually have some of the better riding in the state too, just right in town. So how did how did this company get get started? Well, it's, it's just over 40 years um, 40 years old. The the company founder is still our, our, our lead, des, our head designer. Um, and he was in Santa Cruz and he was just kind of making his own stuff. So he made his own backpacks for backpacking. He made his own panniers to go do a European bike tour around Europe. He just was making his own custom gear for himself and then for some friends. And then that kind of took off into a business that went from custom packs and custom guitar cases and custom surf cases to one of the top backpack brands in the world. So we're, we're one of the, we and Deuter um, are, are two, probably the top technical backpacking packs in the world, Gregory as well. Um, but we've, we also get to do really well thing, good things in like bike and snow. We're not just in the hiking and the backpacking side as well. We've been, like I said, Mike's been creating panniers and on bike and hydration stuff for, for a long, long time. Um, but really since two, early 2000s, we, we came out with our own reservoir and our own bike specific uh, product because everybody in the building was a mountain biker, you know, and we, we wanted to make things for us. We wanted to make product that we could go use at Phil's world here in town. And, and so we decided to make our own, to, to create a mountain bike line within the brand. So what was it that, that like started the company? Mike was a, he just felt that he could, he could make things better than what he could find. Um, out in out in shops or in the stores, and he he could see you know improvements that could be made. So if you look at if you look at things that uh, that are very commonplace, like hip belt pockets, a breathable back panel that doesn't make you sweaty, like all of those things are are things that Mike thought of a long time ago, and now they're norms. Um, so he just he just knew he could do a better job, which is great because all I have to do is think of problems. And then, and then I can send off a design team, including Mike, to go solve them. So, uh, how how did you get it introduced to the company? Uh, right place, right time. It's it's tough. I, I worked for a couple of bike shops. I worked for REI for a period of time, and I just wanted to see what was on the other side of of the customer service and the sales portion. So I moved um, from California out back to Colorado. I, I was also missing Colorado and in, in their based here. So I just took a job in customer service, which is answering the phones and ask, answering questions about the product, helping helping small dealers out because I just wanted to see what's in the Where in California were you? Because a, a lot of people, you know, that 
that listen to this, they're they're nationwide or maybe maybe yeah, global. Yeah. And and California is is such a big state. It's crazy <laughs> because I, I mean I'm from Pennsylvania, but and, and whenever my family comes to visit California, they're like, Hey, I'm in San Diego. Do you want to come meet up for lunch? And I'm like, Yeah, no problem. Next time that I come to Florida, why don't you come <laughs> meet up with me? You know? <laughs> No, I was in NorCal. Like I, I used to race uh, in Davis in the Sacramento area. Um, so I'm from the NorCal. Uh, oh, side so you're things. super, super familiar with where I'm at then. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I used to do the Wednesday night 12-hour Prairie City races there. Um, but, you know, and I went to high school and college in the Midwest and Michigan and grew up along the East Coast. I was a military kid. But same joke here. Like So Cortez, where we're based in southwest Colorado – when a friend calls and tells me, Hey, I'm in Denver, come visit me. Denver's seven hours away. Salt Lake City, seven hours away. So we, we live in the middle of nowhere with the four corners, Utah, Arizona, Nevada. So same thing. It's like, Hey, I'm in Denver. Come stop by and see me. No, <laughs> let me jump on a jump on my private jet. So when you lived here in NorCal, what was, what, what, what was your favorite trail around this area? What's going on, man? Uh, <laughs> good shit in the background. <laughs> That's what you get right. when you have friends that like to drink beer, and the beer fridge is in the shot. <laughs> well, it's part of the scene. It's all, it's all about context, right? Um, I used to I used to ride up in uh, in Auburn quite a bit up there. Oh yeah, dude. Area. It's just it's just beautiful and flowy, and I had, I had moved from the front range of Colorado where it's just uphill techie, turn around go downhill techie. So the Forest Hills area was just fun. Yeah, no, you know, the thing about that area is funny is like, you know, as being somebody that, that lives in this area, rides in this area, obviously films in this area. Um, whenever somebody comes to visit, I always am like, oh, dude, you got to come whenever the snow is melted. Like we have to go to Tahoe. Like I don't mm -hmm. want somebody to come visit me to ride my local trails. Mm -hmm. And from time to time that is not an option like right now like let's yeah, just be no. somebody's like hey i'm coming right now dude all my favorite my like favorite tahoe trails are under snow but when these people come to visit dude we have some fucking badass shit but yeah. it's like because it's like our local stuff we just blow it off and we're like oh yeah i'm sorry you only got like two thousand feet of elevation loss over five miles <laughs> but you know it sucks if you would have came a better time of year, we, we would have something better to, 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 to give to you. But uh, it, it's funny because like, I, I don't rec necessarily recognize that mm -hmm. from like, you know, the people that are in different parts of the country and they're like, dude, I would, I would, I would punch my baby for that. You know? Oh yeah. No, like uh, the, the trails that we have here in Cortez are unbelievable. And, and, and I can go do them at lunch and same thing, you know, I, you know obviously Downeyville and Mr. Toads and the Flume Trail, all the famous things up North of you, but you know, we had Easter off every year for, at the shop that I worked at. And so that was the one day a year you and all your shop buddies had off. And so it was the only time you could all go ride together. And so we would roll up to Auburn, we would ride four Hills, and then we would, we'd dip down in the river and we'd, we'd swim and grill. So, you know, that that's that whole thing when you have like a local ride and your local trails, it's 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 something you just run up to and do something like that with all your buddies instead of making it a big event with a couple of friends. So talk to me about this company, Osprey, dude. Mm -hmm. Why was it that, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, dude, you're you're a mountain biker, you're working in the industry, you want to get into that industry. But mm -hmm. like, what was it that really drew you to the company? 
Well, I had a lot of respect for them. Um, you know, I, I've, I've always had jobs, not, not most of them paying well, but I've always had jobs and things that companies I'm proud of or jobs I'm proud of. And they make the best product. And, and so it was just kind of that easy. It was just like, you want to go to the, the winner. It's like, do you want to go play for the Patriots or do you want to go play for, you know, the Raiders right now? You know, so it's one's a risk. You could have more of an effect, but the Patriots are winners. <laughs> right. I don't know about the Patriots being winners, but um, <laughs> I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, we're not going to get in an NFL because even no, though it's a biker show. it does feel like it is freaking fall right now in Northern California, although it's not. Um, <laughs> you know, we're just, we're just really good at what we do. You know, we, the, the attention to detail, the design process that we have, the, the factories and the employees and the, and the pattern makers and the, you know, the whole team is, it's, it's fantastic as far as what we can do. So, so it's, it's like, more more like I have the best tools in the tool shed. Right. But in, in with bikes, you know what I mean? Like, like everybody's brand loyal. Right. And, mm -hmm. and I said it earlier and I, I'm not trying to like make some fucking Oprah Winfrey kind of like montage right here. But like, yeah. you know, I, the first, the first pack I bought was a camelback, you know, mm -hmm. and it lasted for a long time. And I don't have any like big complaints about that. So what would be the, the like compelling reason to decide to switch, you know? So you, you finally busted through that scene. You're, you're, you're like, you know, you're, you're finally at that spot where you're ready to go to the, to, to buy something else. Why not just pick up what you've been used to? Well, I mean, we've been making backpacks for 40 years. So How long? For 40 years. 40 years? Yeah. So we, we know how to do Where that. Where the hell really. has your marketing team been for 40 years? <laughs> <laughs> on, on the bike side, we've only been making them for, you know, almost 10 now or a little. Or oh, okay. Now I get it. I was like, what the so, hell? How did I even, not even exactly. know that happened? Exactly. So, you know, like we, we, you know, we, we put a blind man up Everest, you know, so we, we know what? how to make back. We a know how to blind make guy up Everest? On one of our packs, yeah, dude, you have like you're you're just fucking like ch -ch boom, shut the fuck up, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> but we but we know how to make packs, you know, so that's what we do really well. You Apparently, know, so, we, so we we've been doing that for so long. So the the whole idea is that when you put it on, you, it's not about the the water socket, you know, inside. It's it's about a whole system. You've got pockets that work well with what you're carrying because we think about what mountain bikers need to carry and how they're interacting with it. You know, we spent, we spent with this 2019, we, we did a, a whole bunch of new product and actually the whole family, my three month old daughter, whenever we were in Vietnam, where our design team is, and there's a New Zealander that's an actual former downhiller, um, a French guy, a, a Vietnam guy and a, and a, and a U.S. guy. And so we all got to work on it together and we, we thought about bike fit. So we know backpack fit really well, but we, we really, we had the time and we have the knowledge to think about how does a person interact with a backpack while riding because the whole idea is you don't want to ride with a backpack on your back. You want to forget it's there. So we, we, we work really hard at those things. We make it so it's, it's there when you need it, but you don't think about it when, when you don't want to worry about it. So especially with all the bike frame suspensions that are out right now, it's harder to put a water bottle cage anywhere on it, or it's on the bottom of the down tube where it's catching all the cow shit in areas like where we live. Right. So we, it, it just makes a lot more sense, especially on technical trails. So it just, and we have the ability to really nerd out. Like I said, we just get to nerd out and make it the best possible thing. So are you guys noticing a trend that's going from like backpack to like hip pack? Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. 
So is that like, is from, from a, like a company perspective, is that like the way that people are going in sales or is that like, Oh, we're like promoting it this way, but you know, it's just a little subset of people that are doing that. No, it's a mix. I would say it's, it's a, it's a contingent of people who never wanted to wear a backpack before, you know, whether, you know, they saw it as sweaty or heavy or cumbersome, it was a monkey on their back. So they were never going to wear it anyway. And, but they're okay with the lumbar because they need to carry all this stuff they want to carry on their ride on a frame that doesn't carry it very well. So they've moved to a lumbar because it's comfortable, it's ventilated, it's smaller, it's more minimalist. And then the people that are riding with packs are still riding with packs. Some of those will actually buy a lumbar and a pack. So it's it's great to have the small one for short rides after work, but it's great to have the larger one for the, the longer rides on the weekend. So For me as a, a content creator, it's like, I need a, a bigger bag that I can carry my drone. I can carry a, an extra camera, an extra gimbal, extra batteries. Um, I'm a fat guy, so I need to drink like 200 ounces of water. <laughs> and I also need snacks and lunch and chicken wings. Like all that needs to be in my backpack. Yep. So like, but for me, I, I, I also just recently, I got a hardtail and because of getting a hardtail, I, I've been like kind of like minimalizing things. And oh, I'm like, totally. Okay, I want to. I want to be able to do like my after work ride on this hardtail, and I want like I'm. I'm starting to think about putting my my um tools like right on the bike and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But the only thing that I'm like kind of like tripping off of is like how do I carry the battery for like my night night ride like, but still ride. And I'm thinking that's where that like that hip pack comes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I mean, with the, the frame bags that are out there now, it's fantastic. Like we, you know, we, we look at what's going on in that market and we, you know, we can't ignore it. But yeah, I mean, you look at a night ride or a simple ride where you could just throw the the battery into the hip pack and then then run the wire up to your helmet, you know, and then you're on and off the bike. The, the hip pack's just been fantastic. I mean, really, it, we, we talked about it we were down in the Southeast riding a lot with a, in the Pisgah area. I don't know if you've been down in Brevard and P- Pisgah near Asheville. I haven't been there yet, but I've definitely watched enough of Seth Bikehouse videos. That... Oh man. I mean, it, it's beer and mountain biking. So you fit right in. Oh, sweet. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. It's perfect. But you know, those guys have a, a Creek crossing like every quarter of a mile where like here we, we have to bring three liters of water for an all day ride because there's no water. Right. So what those guys do is they, they just take, bottles with filters and they just stop and drink grab water when they need it so they don't need to carry a big pack you know because they they can stop and refill with water their their car is never that far away so everybody's got different rides you know and so we 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 saw that as an opportunity to kind of get people into a a product when they normally would would be trying to stuff that into jersey pockets or a frame bag like you said so how do you guys go from being a backpack company that gets blind people to the top of everest into a backpack company that like takes care of mountain bikers i mean is it just like hire a bunch of mountain bikers and hear what the fuck they're saying or like like how does that development process happen no i mean it's tough i mean honestly sometimes the product side's the easiest um you know when you've got a when you've got a bunch of people in-house that are super into mountain biking when you had athletes that were into it and doing adventure racing the product side is 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 really just going through and finding a bunch of problems that people aren't solving or finding a bunch of problems that people aren't realizing were there. Like we, we brought the magnet into a reservoir. So to, to be able to have a magnet where it attaches to your sternum. So you're just always grabbing it from there instead of it dripping down the side of your leg. 
you know, we, we brought that in. We brought that like tool roles, the ability to kind of um, store your tools and keep them in a place where they don't get in the way and they're easily organized. So it's about user interaction for us. So we, we were able to find a bunch of things that we could solve, a bunch of things so, that we could do. I'm going to tell you guys right now, I have a million dollar idea. Yeah. <laughs> and just because I'm too lazy to actually make that happen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you guys my idea. I, nobody, uh, nobody else listened to this. It's nobody just, nobody has ever thought of this. <laughs> nobody has ever thought of this. But I used to always ride with a, a, a bottle full of like, not maybe Gatorade or some kind of sports drink that was like high in electrolytes or high in like, you know, like some kind of like recovery kind of drink, something that would yeah. keep from cramping. And I would always carry that in like either in my backpack as like, just like a, like an algae kind of bottle or, uh, or, or like as a, a water bottle. And I always thought, and I'm one of those guys that like never puts anything into my bladder that is not water because I don't want it to like taint the taste of my water later. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. like I had this idea of a backpack that had like two tubes and two like bladders, like one bladder I could put shit in that's going to taint the bladder. And then the other bladder is the water one. And all it is is like a valve that like switches between the two. Do you think I'm on to something or? No, you're totally onto something. Like it's, 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 I've seen it presented to me. So obviously somebody else thinks this is a good idea too. You know, it, it is exactly what you said. So you can have some normal water and some high electrolyte or like you can right. have like, but like you don't want to your water bladder though. You don't want that no. water bladder to taste like whatever the fuck it was that you drank like three weeks ago. You no. want, <laughs> like I can taint this other bladder. It, it's a small one. It doesn't need a big, big one, you know? Yeah, but, it almost needs to be somewhat replaceable when you taint it every like six exactly. months. Exactly. When you leave it in the winter and it just rots right? out. Because <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've gone skiing and left a banana in my pocket of my jacket. So I'm sure I would do the same thing with my with my uh, backpack that I'm riding with. Now, this, I mean, this is really what my job is, is just like hearing random stuff all the time. You know, I just keep like stickers and random stuff in my truck for like trailhead stops. And it's it's not it's it's absolutely worth it, because even when people recommend things, they're, they're communicating something that they think they have a problem. A lot of times right. people try to solve it, you know, like they always right. try to present a solution too. And that may be the right solution, but there may be a better one. There may be something we can adapt. So even the craziest person that walk into our booth at like a sea otter, you, you listen because there's something underneath that is something is a cool idea, you know, like something that everybody else struggles with. Uh, I, I've never met any crazy people through my uh, YouTube channel. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure they never tell you what you should be doing instead of what. No, never, doing. never. They're like, Oh, that would be awesome. If, the basis of your channel wasn't cussing and you didn't cuss anymore. Um, that's weird. Um, I'm sorry, but that's just kind of who I am. That's my shtick. And you're telling me not to do that. So uh, yeah, there's tools behind you and stickers all over your fridge. It's going to be cussing. <laughs> so like, honestly, like when you go to the store, like, like you say you used to work at REI, so you sold a bunch of different bags. Like when you walk into a store, and today, I mean, you work for the company and once you get that inside like idea of how the company works, it kind of changes your bias on how you look at things. So when you walk into a store today and you're looking at bags, what are the things that make your bags stand out compared to your competitors that you're like, oh, 
that's why I wouldn't buy a XYZ brand. I would buy ours because we're doing this. Like, what are those things mm -hmm. that people can understand? Because, like, as a consumer, like, it could be like, oh, well, we double stitch this. And as yeah. a consumer, we don't see that shit. We're just like, oh, I bought that bag. It fell, it fell apart. Like, we don't no, understand yeah. why it fell apart. But you, like, being in the industry, you know that. So what, what do you see like that? No, I mean, totally. We could dork out on fabric deniers and yeah, let's do it, dude. And, I mean, that's and like all of those things. But, but really, for a consumer, when say you walk into a shop, mostly you have two things that you could win on. One is one is pretty shallow. It's just aesthetics. You know, that one looks cool. I want that one. You know, right. it's within, it's within my price range. You know, that one that one's objective. We think we make beautiful packs and beautiful colors, so we'll do our best there. But really, it's when you put it on. If you just put it on, you don't need to understand the stitching. You don't need to understand the bar text. You don't need to understand all the detailed patterns we put into it. You put it on, you're like, oh, this feels nice. And that's that's simply, if you're in a store, that's when you're going to see a difference for us. And then what a lot of what you find out is afterwards when you're actually using it. And you're like, oh, my God, this pocket's exactly where it's supposed to be. And this store is exactly where I need to store. Or cool, I don't have to use. I can actually access and zip this pocket while I'm pedaling. I don't need both my hands. You know, so then it comes in these nice little surprises that that actually make your your ride better. It's a little shit. Yeah, yeah. But in store, you put it on, and that that's what that forty years of experience does. We know exactly how to pattern and curve a harness. We know exactly how to fit and, and drape on the body. So those things, you just put a pack on, and you'll see a difference. So every every um, bag company, as far as like us that are trying to get water there's some things that kind of set them apart from each other there to me in the bladder there's two things there's the nozzle on how you drink and how you open that up and then there's also the 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 venue for putting water into it mm. like with camelback and, and i apologize i i've i haven't owned one of your bags so That's i'm gonna okay. have to like like compare that to what i know when camelback first came out like they're like opening to put water in it was it was airtight or watertight but like it was a motherfucker to open up you know yeah. like like a, a like a, a three-stage motherfucker you know what i mean like, it, it yeah. was like you started out you're like oh this isn't that bad no it sucks oh wait a minute i want to punch baby jesus you know yeah. like that's the kind of the way that you went through it and then you were like oh cool it didn't leak all over me i'm good with that so like how do you guys differentiate like how, how does that like that opening work on on yours now we learned a lesson that screw caps no matter how easy they are on your like 22 ounce coca-cola bottle or mountain dew bottle there's some for some reason complicated the second you get bigger than an algae and so yeah we, we just had caps threading no so we do a slider top um so instead of a set of a screw screw top you just see almost like a it's like a ziploc bag that kind of seals together oh so okay the plastic that slides across the top because so cool some people are listening some some people are watching yeah. but, so basically you're talking about like a ziploc bag that has one of those like plastic slider things that goes across the top yeah it's just like a big plastic one that basically just yeah, yeah. seals that all in so that way it's easy you know you, you, there's no cross threading and then realizing that you cross thread it now that now your bag is full of water so when you're filling it up all you gotta do is slide that open 
yep. dump everything in there. You don't have to like bend it over and like put some other thing on or anything like that. No, you just you just do a single flip open. And like you know, again, talking about like the details of Osprey, we actually pat we just created a shape for that. So that if you have a, you know, instead of having a really tall thing to try to fill water with with this, we shape the top of it so you can fill it in shallow sinks or you can pour it into a water bottle. So if you see the reservoir and you, and you use it, you'll see like, oh, yeah, like I, I get it. All they had to do is add this and this shape and it makes it so I can fill it in a sink in a bathroom at a restaurant in Moab. Or like in my stupid ass fridge that is opposite of everybody else's in the world. Exactly. Right? So I mean, so like, and so, and then the 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 material is is like we have a we have a lifetime guarantee on it. Like, it, there's no end to it. You can run so it. Wait, wait a minute, though. So if you have this like slidey thing on the top, then how mm -hmm. does the bag stay to the top of your backpack without like slouching down when you're drinking water? Does it still have like a hook or something in it? Yeah, there's still a hook, and we do two things too. We have a we have one for our bigger packs. It actually, has a big piece of plastic on how the big back of it. Bigger? What is the most amount of water that people can get? Like two and a half liters with the bike packs. You can get a three liter that we sell oh for our God, back, backpacking stuff. But yeah, and you can house it. And then we can, we can, you can put more water on the inside. Again, I, we live in the desert. I mean, we're, we're yeah, I was going to think, I was like, I just can, can you put a keg of water on my back? <laughs> exactly. Because I'm carrying a keg on my belly. So I need to like, it gets hot and humid there. Right. <laughs> <its own> <laughs> oh, yeah. But no, I mean it's and that's that's super easy. It's also easy to clean. You can get your hands in there. But we we do like these these twin baffles on the inside, so that the twin baffles actually keep it flat to the back. Again, we try to think about every stupid little thing. Water is the heaviest thing you're going to be carrying, so we want that all the way thin and close to your back. So you see that in our reservoirs, we 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 make it so they're thin, close to the back, and then hang from that hook. And then even our our, our lumbar pack has a has a special reservoir that keeps it. It actually wraps around the body, keeps the water thin. It's you know, it's it's playing with all these tiny little systems that make a make the whole system work really well. So, what was it that actually got you guys to like think about lumbars? Because in in I, I'm I'm 41, and in my mindset, a uh, fucking uh, what do you what do you call that shit? Uh, fanny pack. A, a fanny pack. What uh, fanny packs aren't cool, dude. That was like the eighties. How the no, fuck did you guys decide to get into the? You're like, hey, we're gonna take something that everybody fucking hates. We're gonna make everybody love it. How, how did you come about that? Well, the best thing is like I'm 37, so like I actually have no association with lumbars. Like they they were stupid to my generation forever. Because by the time the eighties came around, we were smart enough to to not do it. So, exactly. I have never my language, brother. I have never like, thought so lumbars are good. Do that shit anymore, right? No, and probably, and it's probably my fault. We missed like two years of opportunity on this category, because <laughs> I would every bike show I would go to, every event I would go to, I would go to Eurobike, and those guys are even kind of okay with lumbars, but like, and everybody's like, "So when are you guys gonna do a lumbar? When are you guys gonna do a lumbar?" And right. I was like, "I don't know." You need a lumbar know. and an e-bike. Come on, exactly. Stat. <laughs> so I, I, I avoided it. I thought maybe it would be a bit of a trend because I'm of a generation that avoided it for 37 years. So, I mean, what's another couple of years to, to avoid? Right. But we then, can just like get through the fucking trend and not deal with this, right? No. So then I finally used one. And I was like, hey, this is kind of nice. That's <laughs> so, what I'm afraid of. That's yeah. really what I'm afraid of. I'm yeah. like, I hate the idea of that because like all I see is like this dorky ass guy with a fucking fanny pack. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to be that guy. 
because no, I, already, already... Like, I got a big belly and I'm like fucking drinking too much beer and now I'm gonna have a fanny pack too. It's like it's like a triple whammy for me, dude. Well, if I was gonna... single, I would never get fucking laid <laughs> as a mountain biker. Well, as long as you don't wear it on the front, I mean, you <laughs> should be all set. Like, it makes sure you're not wearing socks with the sandals. Right. But, you know, it, it, but the thing is, is I tried it and I liked it. But I also noticed, again, like there's a lot of things on forums about them and a lot of consistent complaints about fit. Um, so we we actually tried to launch it last year and I put, we, we postponed it because we weren't happy with it. Like it's, it's you know, a liter of water, a liter and a half of water, plus your bike tools and tube and stuff like that. It's a decent amount of weight without a harness. So we actually took two years on the fit design of it and it, and it took a, a whole lot of prototyping and testing. So I'll tell you nice. right now, dude, I have heard a lot of guys that wear those now that are actually my friends. And they're not rollerblading. Yeah, right. They're not rollerbladers. And, and, and it, it blew me away where they were telling me how much water they were carrying. Even with the guys that were wearing still the backpacks, but it like relocated the water all the way down to the lower back. Every one of them is like, dude, this is the way to do it, man. Mm -hmm. Like it is. Do, do you guys have the backs like the, the packs like that as well? Where it's like, it's still a full back pack, but it's like putting the bladder weight, like way down low, like close to your love handles and stuff, stuff like no, that. We, just the, just the lumbar pack. We actually experimented with that and we, <sighs> I don't want to diss everybody or like no, dude, throw it out, man. Here. But like we we just found that you know we, only only the internet that's listening. Don't exactly, worry. it's only recorded <laughs> forever. It's live, um, right? <laughs> no, we just we we tested them both side by side. We tested ours, we tested theirs, we played with some of ours. We put you know we switched reservoirs around, so we did some we did some fit testing that was pretty you know holistic and and, and platonic between the packs, and and we just found that we didn't we didn't see the benefit. Really? It, yeah, it created some it created some complexities in other places for us to design around and for and to try to bolster fit in one place. You know, like I said, what we do is we try I to actually what spread the complexity it. is because when you say that, like I'm like, oh, that sounds good, but instantly yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I actually don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Well, you just like we just put all the weight in one place, uh -huh. and, and then and then now you've got a, a totally different you know, structure to the pack. So now you're all of your weights at the bottom. So you've got to put all of your lumbar and padding. You've got to somehow hold that weight up, um, pulling that through the back panel and a harness, but do you need it framed anymore? It, it's, it's just a weird kind of suspension design to deal with. And uh -huh. so what we, what we've, by, by, by putting all the weight down there in one place, you, you have to create this weird thing. Like, you know, it's like putting all that, it's like a kid in a kid carrier, you know, uh -huh. it's like all of this weight in the place you don't want it to be. But if you can thin out the water and you can spread it across the entire pack, that's ideal. Because then water is being spread everywhere. Everything is being evenly spread. So that and that's how we look at everything with pack fit. It's about even spread of the ventilation, even spread of the pressure on the back, even spread of the water. And, it, and like I said, and, and then when you try it on and you wear it, you don't feel like you have a pack on. It's not bouncing it and hitting the back of your head. It's not moving around. It doesn't feel like it's there. And so it's it's those things that we're really good at, and that's why we're open. Like we we tried that, we, we were totally willing to change our whole philosophy on that, and we just didn't we just didn't see the draw, um, in, in, in trying to solve the problems it caused. So talk to me about like the the construction of the bladder itself. 
Like, mm -hmm. is, is that something that's like kind of just an, an industry standard where it's like, oh yeah, everybody makes it this way out of these same materials so that it doesn't pop if you, you like wreck or like, do you guys have something that's different or like the way that your seams are made that like, like in, as a professional, like, like makes you stand out? Like, or is it just like, oh yeah, bladder is a bladder. Yeah, no. I mean, a bladder is a bladder in a sense that what you need it to do is not leak and, and give you water, you know? So it is a simple task that, you know, is, can be difficult at the same time. So we partner with, um, it's a brand out actually out of Oakland, California, as I took a dig at the Raiders earlier, um, called Hydropack. So Hydropack. It's not a dig when you're talking about the Raiders. because they <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, they enjoy it. They like being the victims. <laughs> <laughs> It's so, all right. Like I said earlier, I'm a Cowboys fan. Everybody yeah. loves to hate a Cowboys fan. Wait, wait a minute. What team are you following? <laughs> I'm a Patriots fan. I, everybody hates me, so it's okay. Yeah, that's. I just wanted to bring that up one more time. Yeah, yeah. It's validity in NFL talk. So let's get back to mountain bikes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Back to mountain biking. But we we work with these guys out of out of California called Hydropack. So they make reservoirs for us and a bunch of other brands as well, like the Kine. Um, but we, we do some custom features like the pour, the, the way it pours, the handle that we have on it, the baffles that we have on it, the handles. So we do, we do a bunch of custom features, but, but they do a really good job is that it's actually, it's like molecularly bonded. So it's not just like, like putting some glue between two films or like, like putting your iron between two films and calling that good. They're actually like molecularly bonded. It's molecular, dude. That means science. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's not like, it's not like you're just like taping them over and just throwing a heat gun at it. You're actually bonding them at a, at a level that's in pretty insane. So what's cool for that is that all of our, all of our product for, for quite some time now is what we call like an almighty guarantee. There's no receipts. There's no ownership involved. There's no time frame that ends. If you have an issue with your pack, like you, you, you crash and you take a digger and it rips a, rips a hole in it. You ship it to us. We fix it for free and then we ship it back to you. And there's no, like I said, there's no end date on that. You don't even have to be the first owner. You can get drunk at a campfire one night, fall on the fire. We can figure out what pack it was. We'll send you a new one. So it, it's it's a really cool program. And then, but the way that these reservoirs are built is that we can actually match. Hang, that. On, hang on. So if I brought buy an Osprey, no matter what, you'll replace it, or like, or did I like hear that wrong? Yeah, if you if you buy an Osprey pack, it comes with a lifetime like an almighty guarantee. So, like I said, if you have any issues, you're, you're, you're like an owner. That's what you're saying. Like, if you just like hit up Osprey, hey, I fucked this thing up. You're still gonna replace it, or yeah, you just need to be an owner of a pack. So you just if if you have an issue, you send it to us. If we can repair it, we repair it. If we can't, we replace it. Dude, that's that's actually pretty fucking stand up, honestly. Yeah, it's 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 one of the few programs left like that. You know, we have you know we've got about. 12 people that just sewing all day, every day, repairing packs for people. You know, we have, we have, you know, on the, on the opposite side of the bike side, we have people that hike the AT, you know, they live on a trail for three months out of their backpack. So they overnight it to us. They get it to us. We overnight it right back to them so they can get their house back. You know, it's a really Dude, cool program. That's actually really impressive. There's a few companies that I've like kind of aligned with and not because they are like, paying me or giving me product, but because I can like stand behind what they're, they're saying. And that's, that's pretty stand up, dude. I, I truly appreciate that because like you buy a bike from Santa Cruz and um, you have a light, uh, let's just say it's a, a warranty on the frame. 
and but you only had it for three months and you sold it to somebody else, he doesn't get that anymore. No, so what you're telling me is you have a pack, no matter how you acquired it, it's fucked up. You guys are going to take care of it. Yeah, totally. Which it holds so, us as, so as, like, as a design team accountable. Like we have to build bomber stuff. Right. So like that has to come from like the top down. Yeah. yeah. I mean? Like, so um, why is it that the founder of the company feels that way? Because I mean, that's what's nice about having the founder of your company being the product guy. You know, he's not the he's not the CFO. He's not the finance guy. He's looking at this as just burning money because that's what it is. It's burning money. You know, we, right. we talk, it's definitely great marketing. It's definitely a great story and all those things. But it's, you know, it's burning money. Yeah, but, no, dude, <clears throat> I, I one of those companies that I, I talked about that or a second ago that I was like referring to in my mind was Cali. Like they stand behind their fucking product. Stand yeah, those guys are rad. Like, like they stand behind it like no other company that I've, I, I haven't been in the bike industry for a long time, but out of the companies that I've talked to, like those guys, like they really truly care about safety. They really truly are, are like hundred percent about giving a good product. They're at a, 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 an event and they see somebody walk by with an old helmet and they're like, Oh dude, I remember we fixed that later. I actually don't want that guy to not be as safe as what we can with this new helmet. And they've just stopped these like random people and are like, Hey dude, give me your helmet. Here you go. Brand new one. And like what you're telling me right now is like, it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, it's, it's, it's something like, again, we, we take a lot of pride in it and for us, it, it holds us accountable because we can't make something cheap. I mean, it, and that's something, it's something like when you talk about like you walk in and you look at the stuff we make, it's super high quality. And I don't know how you would ever describe that. Like, how does a person know something's high quality? You know, you pick it up and it's heavy. Like, that's not going to work in our industry. Well, that's what I was trying to ask you earlier. Is it like yeah. you guys do like three passes of the, the the you know, the seam? Do you mm -hmm. do like double heat molding? I don't know. what I don't know the industry. And that's what I'm I'm trying to ask from you. Yeah, yeah. It's like as as a consumer, dude, that's who I am. I'm a consumer sitting on the other side of this microphone right now. And what you do, like, you understand that. You mm -hmm. understand the difference between, like, using this glue compared to that glue for the bladder. And I don't. Mm -hmm. And neither do any of my followers. <laughs> so, like, that's what I'm asking you is, like, what sets you, as, like, apart that way, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's insane to think about. But, like, stitching is one of the oldest forms of attachment in the world. So explain to me why and... that fucking means something. Because you said that yeah. earlier and you were like, oh, I don't want to get into that. And I was like, no, actually, I do. Yeah. Because I would like to understand when I'm walking into a store and I'm looking at a backpack and I'm, mm -hmm. like, making a decision between one or the other. My first, intu like, intuition is, oh, that one has the color on it that I like. Or yeah. that one, like, just looks cool. But I want to be able to like come out of this podcast or this live stream and be able to be like, wait a minute, but that one has a stitch that goes, you know, like a Z all the way up. And that makes mm -hmm. sense. You, you know what I mean? So, so what are you talking about? Yeah. So, so like I said, like needle and thread, man, like grandma can do that. Like grandma can fix your, you know, your, your shirt right now with that. So, you know, what can we do with it? That's different from grandma is is pretty amazing so if you if you look at like if you look at our harnesses on our on our bike product right now we looked at how uh, uh 
should fit a biker and how your shoulders move with you. And when you're going uphill, downhill, struggling, you're hot, whatever it is. And we realized that there's tension lines. So when you, when you're wearing a pack, the, the two edges of your, of, of the harness, those, those can create tension lines where your shoulders come in and the media harness comes in. So what we did on our, on our higher uh, premium level packs and even on our lower level packs, we make it soft is we actually created a wing that cups your shoulder. So having foam that cups the shoulder right there, what that allows that is almost like a running vest. It's almost like a garment. You know, we're looking at this from like an anatomical fit, not just like your shoestring or your Jansport backpack that's just straight so down. Like how to spread that weight over a bigger area. Exactly. And so, and, and, and also so grip, it grip the body. You're like backpacking side of like R&D than you are from like your mountain biking side of R&D. Well, it is because it, what it is is we. I mean, if you look at our first generation like um, b- uh, bike packs, the ones that we made in like early t- in like 2010, 2011, they were overly built. They they were like stiff. They were made like a hiking pack and a backpacking pack. You know, they 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 were they're uncomfortable on a bike. So it actually took us some years to unlearn some of those things and actually specifically learn bike fit. And that's that's where we do this really well is because now we can we 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 build around a, a biker we don't build around a backpacker we build it around a cycling position we know what they're going through they're bouncing around going downhill they're going uphill with weight on their back i mean it's pretty decent amount of weight on a small pack with all the all of the tools in the water so what we know how to do is we can form that harness so that anatomically fits to a, a, a body so that it's a wing fitting over the harness that's specifically shaped in that way so that your your shoulders can move forward as, as you move around and so it stays extremely stable because, again, most people don't want to wear it because they bought a camelback years and years and years ago and said, man, I don't like wearing with a, wear, riding with a backpack. Say, no, you don't like riding with that 1988 camelback. You know, try, try a 2019 Osprey, you know, and, and that'll change your mind because, of, again, just it's how tough well it for me, dude, because like for me, like those bags aren't cheap, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like 100 bucks or more for a mm-hmm. good bag. And I'm not saying that every time I've bought a good bag that I wasn't happy with it. Yeah. But man, you you ride that like, dude, I'm not gonna bullshit you. The camelback that I'm riding right now, I've probably been I've probably been riding with like eight, nine years, right? And the only reason that I bought that one was because I like (laughs) this is actually a pretty funny story, dude. I was like rolling down this single track trail, and you know, whenever there's like a, a tree that like kind of like comes out and you just gotta like dip into your your like frame to get through. I was doing that. And so I'm coming through this trail, dip down, and apparently I'm a big guy. And uh, <laughs> when I dipped down, this tree was low enough that it pushed me and my bike down that I got stuck. It was enough to stop me. <laughs> and because it was a downhill section, my front wheel was off the ground and what it did was it like compressed my suspension so that my suspension was completely compressed that I couldn't get off my fucking bike. <laughs> the front wheel was hanging off the ground and I was stuck in the middle of the trail, like with my hands on my handlebars. And I'd like, had to yell to my buddy. I was like, dude, can you fucking like push me out? I'm like seriously <laughs> stuck right now. So he pushed me out and when he pushed me out, my camelback ripped because I, I fucking ran into that tree apparently. At <laughs> and so that's why I bought a new one. So, but since then, I mean, it's been eight or nine years. So it's like, what is the reason at this point that you would be like, Hey, 
let me give up this bag that has been working. And maybe there are some things about it that I'm annoyed with. Like, for example, my Camelback, that's an old bag. I'm annoyed with the way that it opens. I've bought newer bags for like other biking instances mm -hmm. where I'm like, oh, this one opens easy. Like, why would I want to just be like, you know what? This thing's not good enough, you know? No, no, totally. I mean, it's we don't we don't need people to buy stuff just to have stuff we don't need more stuff in the world i mean I, I go to trade shows and i wonder why we have so much of this you know junk in some of those halls and yeah so totally. we, we don't we don't need that and that's why we have the repair but i mean it's there's a there, defining yeah. reason you know what i mean it's mm -hmm. like dude, we're doing this better you know yeah. what I mean? like okay yeah this is not like at the point of like being trashed so i should buy something new you no, know? yeah you know what i mean yeah. like Cause like some of us are cheap asses like me where it's like, dude, I'm not buying something until that thing fucking breaks. But yeah, some yeah. of us are like, Hey, well, if there's a better product and, yeah. and it's compelling to be better then yeah. like, why would I do that? You know, and no, in some totally. cases, I've done that, you know? No, totally. I, I want people to buy a pack and have it for 10 years, to be honest with you. And, and not have to like cycle through. If you, if you want to go through fashions of new packs, have at it. It makes my bonus bigger every year. I, I appreciate right. it. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, like we're designing packs to make them last 10 years. So if you've got eight and a half in your camelback and you've got another year and a half left in it, cool. Enjoy it, man. But, um, but yeah, like you said, but we have, like, if you're looking for a reason to buy a new one, or if you're in a shop and you're not looking for a reason to buy a new one, but you're in a shop and they carry it, just put one on and check it out. Because the, the, that's the thing is because only one competitor was really in this field for so long, you know, say what you want about capitalism, but competition, you know, breeds innovation. And so when there wasn't a bunch of competition, there's only so much innovation. And, and now that there's more people in the, in the field, whether it's us, Camelback, DeKine, even Thule in Patagonia, you know, when you have people coming at each other. Fact, I love the fact that you said Thule because <laughs> I say Thule all the time and people are like, who's that? You mean Thule? And I'm like, no, I just, I don't know. I used to say <laughs> Thule and then somewhere along the line, somebody was like Thule and I was like, oh no, that sounds so much better. I <laughs> don't know if that's the way that they want to say the name of their company, but I love the fact that you said that because I like saying Thule. It just sounds good. Sorry. Yeah, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a Midwesterner, as a Midwesterner who went and started working for some bike shop in Oregon, you know, like out of college and was the dorkiest person on earth because you're from the Midwest. <laughs> right. What do you think? I started calling it before somebody finally corrected me. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably the Thule rep. So. Uh, I, I hope that the, like someday I, I get a chance to talk to Thule and they're like, actually, no, we're Thule. I'm like, God damn it. No, I know. I, I actually know. I know some of the guys in Sweden, so I know I'm saying it right. It's Thule? Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shut all these bitches up, man. We're good. <laughs> yeah. no, but we, we, you know, th these guys come in. It's fun, man. Like, you know, you, you get challenged and, and, and product gets better. You know, Camelbacks had to be better, too. Like, but like we're the best is the way that I like to think about it. Like we're the best at what we can do. So it, it's, it, it, so to me, it's, it's about improving the experience. So when, when you're thinking about it now, it's like, okay, do you have a pack? You know, is it, is it carrying the modern gear? Everything's changed. Are you carrying the pump and the smaller pump and the things you need at 27 and a half inch tube? Because, you know, you don't have anything on the bike frame anymore, or you are using frame bags and you just need some water because you know we have we make these things like i said we make a 150 dollars pack you know we're making a 200 dollars one that'll come out in a year or so but Jesus Christ, that's expensive no nah, i know i just finished a 1200 dollars ski pack um but uh when you but you look at the, the what the fuck did you just say 1200 dollars for a ski pack yeah it might bag dude yeah it might save you that thing gives you like a, <laughs> a blow job 
No, I should. That's claw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How the fuck do you make a twelve hundred dollar ski pack? What is in that? You just use all the goosey stuff. It's fun. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. How do we get a twelve hundred dollar bike bag? I mean, <laughs> all the roadies are waiting. They want to oh, know. know. I know. I, I'm just gonna make it out of carbon fiber fabric if if we can find it. It's it, it'd probably be horrible, but it'll be expensive. They'll want it. That's all. Like, but we have we have a fifty five dollar pack. Like that's like it's killer. So anybody doing like a dirty Kanza that's that's got all the crap on their bike frame, like you've got your hardtail and you get a triangle bag in there. But having that reservoir with with more water and having the sternum strap right there in front of you. I mean, having that access to water, again, it, it totally depends on what you're doing and what your personality is, but we, we can make the ride better. Like, that's what we do. That's what our packs can do is we can make the ride better. So earlier when I was talking to you, I, I was saying that, like, one of the differentiators, at least from my perspective, is, like, how you get water in it. And yep. the other one that I said was how you get water out of it. Yep. So you guys, I know just from, like, what I've seen in pictures, your like valve for like getting water out of it is mm -hmm. different than how Camelback goes. What's yeah. different about that and why? So the valve is the valve is actually it's it's got a magnet that's positioned like on your chest, so like right over your heart. So if you've got a pacemaker, just be aware we've got to probably figure something else out for you. Um, but right over your heart, you've got you've got a little magnet, and that just that just keeps it right there in, in a bi valve that's easy to use. It's got an on and off switch, so you don't leak it in your car when you when you shut the door on it. But having that access there, like I was doing, I was doing a race down in Northern New Mexico and it was one of those, it was like, I don't race much anymore, but it's fun to go do it. And, uh, you never got your hands. You can never get your hands off the handlebars if for a long period of time to get a bottle. There was no like section of road. There was no flat spot. So it was constantly undulating or technical trail, but with a reservoir, you can drink, you can drink the whole time, you know? So it's just easy access to the water because it's always right there. It's easy to find. It's not dripping down your leg. So again, like I, you end up drinking more water because of it too. And you end up having a better day. I did a, we, we have a really great race here called 12 hours of Mesa Verde. It's been going on for a really long time. You know, like Todd Wells did it with like his like friends. He was posting like hour 10 laps and all of his friends were posting like hour 70 laps. Like we, they just don't even count it over two hours. And, uh, and so it's, it's a huge race, but I, I forgot my pack. Um, and I was too lazy to, to, to run down to the office to grab a new one. And it sucked. Like I, you know, it's, it's about an hour and, and 30 minute lap for me. And it sucked. Like not having water, not having access to water, you know, even being able to bend down and grab a water bottle in a race situation and just a, just a, a faster race day situation. So do you guys have a different way that like the valve works? The, is it like you have to turn it on, turn it off or like, No, yeah. I mean, there's a turn on, turn off. No, it looks different than the one that I'm yeah. used to riding with. No, it's, it's, I mean, what's different about it is it does have it on and off. You really only do that like when it's in the car so it doesn't leak. But once you're out on a ride, you just leave it on. And it's angled at a 45-degree angle so that it's basically oriented right to your mouth so it's easy to find and easy to put back. Um, and then the magnet being situated there as well. So it's really just super – it's just intuitive. You're not trying to find it somewhere. You're not, you're not, you're not biting it or over, over, over chewing on it or anything like that. So, it's again, it's, it's just super intuitive because we've angled it the right angle we've put the right size bite valve on it. We put it magnetically where people can intuitively find it. So it's those simple things again, that just make it easier for everybody. Just to so use is it. the magnetic, you like, you just put it up there or does it like twist into it or no, there's just magnets. You don't have to, you don't have to fiddle with anything. You don't have to try to unlock it. It's just, it's just magic. I mean, 
magnets are magic. It's kind of fun. Right. No worries, dude. If you got you got you got the kid duty over can you, there. Can you hear the, right, can you hear the top? What happens, man? <laughs> Let me go say hi to her. Yeah, go for it, man. So this is the deal, guys. You guys are all sitting on the chat right now. It is not very easy for me to always to pay attention to what's going on. Is there anything that you guys want me to ask this this gentleman to uh, find out about why or why not you should buy a new pack? Go ahead and throw that up into the chat right now because I'd love to see it. Those of you guys that have thrown up a super chat, thank you very much. Those of you guys that are my friends that are in the garage pumping up my tire right now that can make a bunch of noise and fuck up my live stream. Thanks a lot, C-Lock. <laughs> That's what we're doing. So let me know. So anybody out there, throw it up in the chat. Let me see what we should ask. Uh, oh, it tastes like poop, dude. Why does your finger taste like poop? For those of you guys that are listening, C-Lock just stuck its finger in my mouth. And it tastes tastes like tastes like dog poop. That's weird. And peanut butter. Why does your finger taste like dog poop and peanut butter? Anyways, so a gear holder. Do you take bigger guys into account? Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. Come on, come on. Give me, give me something till he gets back. I'm stressing. I'm 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 I'm, I'm trying to. To burn some time here, and I'm doing it. Fucking light, brother. But in the face. Let's see. More lights here. So I, I honestly, I don't know about you guys, but I've been carrying the same bag for like almost ten years. How do you know what poop tastes like? <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's a different story. We'll talk about that later. Kind of a stupid question. <laughs> right you have to have eaten poop to right i know right i don't even understand so anyways so this is what i'm thinking i've been i've been riding the same bag for almost 10 years but at this point like there are some certain things in my bag that have been starting to wear out like the the oh yeah if you want to get that awesome biker sweater that sea locks were in the background it's go to shop don shop.biker.com you can pick one up or you could just go ahead and support me by uh going to patreon anyways so anyways i'm back guys sorry this is back. thank you very much chris so we we were trying to understand what would be the deciding factor uh, of hang on actually there was a couple of questions that actually were way more nice. than what i was getting at so what's the largest waist size that the hip pack goes to? Because I got uh, a bunch of guys on my channel, apparently, and yeah, yeah. want to uh, wear your packs. No, so we, we actually, uh, we make that up to, I think, about 47 and a half inch waist. It'll go around. Um, and then if, if, you, if you're bigger than that, we'll actually custom make you extenders. Oh, so, so you're, you're like, we do full-on beer belly. Let's oh, hell yeah, Matt. Dude, we're, we're, we're like, we, Sid and Mackie are athletes of ours. But we're we're not an athlete type company. We're we're an everyman company, you know. So, I, like you just said, I'm I'm a dad that's 37. I'm pat way long past my racing overweight days with a kid. Like we're we're about having fun on bikes. That's basically what's important. Sid Mackie was supposed to be on the show like two weeks ago, but yeah, apparently, if, if you're trying to uh, have internet in the middle of the mountains of Colorado, it doesn't work out too well. So we re rescheduled. 
Yeah, they're great. I, I hope you get them on the show. They're, they're, they've been fun to work with for a long time now, actually. They've been athletes of ours. So talk to me, Chris, man. What, what kind of bike are you riding, brother? I'm on a Pivot Mot 5.5. A Pivot? Um, so yeah. You're in the 29er camp, huh? No, this is a 27.5er. What? So this is a, this is like a five and a half. I didn't even know they did that. Oh yeah, it's fun, man. It's a hundred percent twenty er company. No, no, no. It's it's and it's like two point six, like kind of fat tires. It's like I went, like I said, I went from like being a, a little racer boy in my Lycra to like actually enjoying mountain biking. And uh, so when I converted from my hardtail into this fun bike, because like I, I live close to Moab and like in Fruta, and, and I have all this wonderful riding. So I needed a capable bike, and I, I love it. I love it. Big fan of the Yetis and big fan of the Ibis. Ibis and Yeti and, and Pivot are, you know, good friends of ours. Right on, dude. So um, where, where did you say you were living nowadays? So we're down in Cortez, Colorado, in Southwest Colorado. And, and what's rad about that is when I first moved here, I got this job. I've been with Osprey for eight and a half years. And so when I got this job, I was early 30s. I was single. I was poor, but I had a bunch of bikes. And uh, I could decide on Friday at noon when I was eating lunch that, that I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to go to Moab this weekend. And I would pack up after work and I'd be in Moab before sunset. And then I could spend the whole weekend riding. This guy, I think he's given a hundred dollar super chat, but live. So nice. those guys that are listening on the podcast or the um, watching it otherwise, I just got a hundred dollar super chat but in cash that's ben fucking franklin so nice. rest of you guys show the fuck up right <laughs> sorry <laughs> this is what happens when you do something live with your drunk friends and in, in, in tow but no man you need that i'd like in, in, in same with your pitch in the beginning like you know without without that stuff you guys wouldn't be able yeah, to tell no, no, the stories it's, no that's what makes it happen honestly like yeah. on, on one hand it, it's like it's it's shitty like being a youtuber and like trying to like talk to people about hey support me or whatever because everybody that's watching a youtube channel they're like oh this guy's like rolling in the money because all those people that are the like the, the camera guys or the seth bike hacks that are just getting the youtube dump truck of a hundred dollar bills coming to their house that's one thing but to be at, at my level it's it's a different story so yeah, totally. uh, i i appreciate the support from everybody except for the two motherfuckers that are in my garage right now. So, oh wow. It's, it's, it's only support. It's only support. It's only support. <laughs> you support me like a ball sack supports a, a tampon. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> those things happen sometimes. <laughs> for fuck's sometimes. sake, get the fuck out of here. You guys are fired. Leave. So anyway, so um, back, back to your, your product. What I was concerned or what I was thinking about was like, how does the valve that you guys use work differently than the one that I'm, I'm accustomed to from Camelback? Not much at all. I mean, you bite down and suck. I mean, that's it. Bite down and suck. So that's we, it. We yeah, just keep it, keep it simple. I mean, it works a little bit different in how we close it off and it, it works a little bit different in how we angle it off. But again, we, we, we are going to get water to you. And, and that's going to happen. It's in, it's in a molecularly bonded, you know, uh, sack. It's in a, it's in a, it's in a, a polyethylene tube that goes to a silicon nozzle that has an on off switch that's angled the right way. That's attached to a magnet on your sternum. That's always there for you. But in the end, it's basically 
we will provide you water easily and that water won't leak if you crash or if you do something wrong so we handle we, we basically the reservoir part is the simple part in that sense you, it's not simple to make it so it's trustworthy the hydropack guys do a great job it's not simple to make it you know useful we do a great job of adding some features to that but we make it so you can trust it and so that's really what a reservoir needs to be is you trust it the rest of it is the pack and how you interact with that so like whether you can unzip the the hip belt pockets while you're riding with one hand and grab your goo or your trash or your or you know whatever it is you know can you can you access is 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 your is your pen you know safe and and, and protected in the back how, in the back the bag like can you explain to me like how the bag doesn't fucking break when I like eat shit on it like what is that made out of yeah most of them are made out of nylon um so it's really rare that we make them out of poly um or poly poly uh ester but most of them are made like a 210 you know 210 nylon and 210 is like it's it's the weight so if you take a yarn that and 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 you look at how what the weight of that yarn is before you start weaving them all through the higher that number the more it weighs the more durable it is the lower the number the lighter it is but the less durable it is so you'll have like crazy stuff that's made out of 1000d you'll have ultra lightweight stuff made out of 40d so we we have to we toe that line between weight so you're not carrying something that's too heavy um and then, then something that's durable that can last our guarantee so we, we we don't want you to feel like the pack is on there so we use like a 210d which is a, this perfect place um for for you know it can it can be durable but it's lightweight but then some of the other ones like we have different packs in the line like our 150 dollars pack that's for the person who rides often knows how to break a chain you know prepares for their ride with all the things that you talked about bringing so that's that's kind of like your prepper and your experienced guy that's why they need the, the 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 bigger pack and the better pack in the line then you go to like the lighter weight ventilated pack that we have in a line that's your priority is ventilation and it stores the necessities and then but we have this great little pack at like a hundred bucks and the entire pack is made out of fabric there's no mesh um it's the siskin salida so it's it's basically you can attach a full face helmet to it it's all fabric it's using a heavier so that's using like a 500d fabric so it's heavier weight and so that means that's the one where you can you can you can get bit better at the technical sections you can crash more often if you're thinking about running up like we were up at north star riding the lifts uh last year with interbike jesus christ that's fun i mean you don't have to pedal uphill and you just get to hit the jumps and the stuff all day like where the hell was that when I first started mountain biking? Like it, it's you hardly sweat. That's a blast. And so you're going to crash. You're going to take some diggers. And so we, we put in those packs, those packs that we know we want a, a heavier weight fabric. We put a heavier weight fabric in to take those diggers and last long. Right. I totally get what you're saying there. So like, do you, um, like, I'm sorry. I just totally lost my train of thought. Another what? beer. I'm just gonna say right exactly um, <laughs> when does this turn into drunken history i thought that's exactly what that's what i was <laughs> so when with 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 that like bladder technology like like is there something that's different from the material that you're using compared to somebody else or yeah i mean the the the, the polyethylene that we use versus a poly or i mean a polyethylene that could be used versus a uh i just lost my other science word um polyethylene poly poly all all the poly uh, anyway there's one that stretches and one that's static 
So it, it, imagine one that doesn't stretch. It's like it's like a piece of plywood versus like a cotton shirt which stretches. Ours stretches. So that's where you can take it. You can crash on that thing, and it just kind of stretches out. And you see you see commercials and you see videos on Hydropack's page where they're just running them over with a car. So you add add a material that stretches and then it's molecularly bonded. It can't break. You know, it's insane. Like it, it, it can't. I mean, it's it's the pressure it takes to blow that up. That, that reservoir is three three or four times the size of itself when that happens. So highly, highly durable. And again, most people just want to trust the reservoir. They want to make sure it's not going to leak on them so they're all wet. They want to make sure it doesn't leak because then they don't have water. And they want to make sure that they can get the water. And, and we make sure that that happens with, again, the best film that you can buy, bonded the best and strongest way that you can, and then using the tricks and techniques of, of, of just intuitive customer or like intuitive use um, for the bite valve. Right. And then, so how do you know that like the, like the difference between like, Hey, this material is on my, my shoulder strap. So I'm not going to like sweat through that or whatever. Like yeah. what, what's the thought process that goes into that stuff? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, again, that'll, that'll vary as well. Um, you know, for like ventilation, we take foam and we cut, we die cut foam into the harness so that you can get air moving through that. And we just cover that through a mesh. We actually cut like ridges, you know, like a stegosaurus back on the back of the pack. So that creates foam that's ridged. Then that, that lets air channels go out. And we're really purposeful about where air is coming in when you're mountain biking and where air needs to hot air needs to escape. So all the ventilation is actually really visible. The, one of the packs in the line, they're called the synchro and the Silva. We make men's and women's of everything um, to men's and women's specific fit. The synchro and the Silva, those actually have a tension mesh back panel, like a trampoline. So imagine like a trampoline frame, like a metal frame, and then the, the mesh in the middle. That like where we live in the hot climates where we're at, it's it's just extremely ventilated. So you have all this airflow coming in, you don't sweat as much and you don't have to drink as much of that water. So people were asking, like, why is it that you have to clean the bladder? Here's the trick. If you only put water in it, here's here's the other trick. When you first get these bladders, they're coming from like a QA inspection. You gotta rip them open. And they've been because they've been vacuum sealed and then you got to wash them so please god wash the china you know in the in the boat that it, that it rode on away but after that if you just use water you don't have to clean it you just just keep keep the water fresh and recycling it if you want to you can throw it in the freezer but if you only use water and you keep that that, that environment sealed you're going to be fine it's when you start introducing sugar, that's when you have issues. So the second you decide to take that, that pack to a festival and put margarita in it, that's a great idea, but you're going to probably want to buy another reservoir afterwards, or at least do a really good job of cleaning the tequila smell out of it. So it was, it was what I was talking about earlier when I was saying you want to have that, uh, like, like yeah, that secondary that, one, that secondary one. So yeah. what, what is, what is the way that you guys recommend to actually clean that, to get rid of, so we have a, you can use a cleaning tablets. So we've actually got some on our site and you can see some, um, what are they called? They're called Bottle Bright, um, but they're cleaning tablets and, and they're not made of chlorine. They're actually, uh, they're, they're, they're made of a, made of something you can almost eat them, but don't do it. It's going to taste horrible. It's like, you know, what we did in school with Alka-Seltzers. Um, but no, I, I basically just light dis, dis, dis soap. And then if you've got something pretty nasty, then I, I'd use the, the bottle cleaning tablets. You can use denture cleaning tablets. Those work really well too. I've heard people say that you can just freeze them and then it kills everything. Is that true? It won't, it won't kill it. It'll just make them go to sleep. But 
I mean, that's where that's what I'm saying. If you if you're just using water and you put that in the freezer, you're never gonna have to worry about anything. You don't have to clean it if you're just using water. Mostly what yeah, I do I is I always only use water, and I'm like one of those people that like uh when I was in the military, dude, we would put like water in our canteens and then we would go to the field and maybe it would be six months until we went to the field again. And I would just drink that water and people would be like, why the fuck did you do that? That's disgusting. And I'd be like, dude, it's just water. There's nothing in, as long as you haven't put anything else in exactly. there to like fuck up the, the chemistry of what's going on in there. Exactly. That's what I mean. It's like, as long as you don't make a garden, you're good. Right. I mean, water is water. Water doesn't create gross. Right. You have exactly. to put gross in there. <laughs> exactly. So, like, for some reason, people think that I'm fucked up for for thinking that way. But I'm like, hey, just don't put any gross in there, and you're good. But so you percent from Osprey. So if you yeah. guys get botulism, it's not my fucking problem. No, and I've done the testing. I actually did a margarita thing where I I, I made I made margarita mix. Took it to a festival because we have festivals every weekend in Telluride drank half of it and then left, left it in the sun for a couple of days and then just cleaned it. And it was fine. You have, you have a little bit of the tequila, tequila smell for a little bit longer. I feel like if there's a little bit of something that grew in there and you drank it and you were okay with it, then you're like, you're, you're like improving your, your uh, ah, yeah. system, right? Yeah. It's like Spider-Man. I got superpowers. It's just not <laughs> exactly. quite, quite to the same level. So my responsibility is a lot less as well. Exactly. So what is the, the largest bladder that you guys uh, offer in terms of mountain biking? So mountain biking, we have like a two and a half liter reservoir that comes with um, almost all of the packs, except a really small, um, lightweight one. We have a three liter version that you could upgrade to that we, we sell with our backpacking packs. But two and a half liters of water is, is generally about the right amount we've, we've found for a typical ride, you know, getting up to even like, you know, you know you're not doing like an eight hour epic, then you're going to need more than that. Um, but you know, that, that way you're not carrying weight. This water is so heavy. It's the heaviest yeah, thing you're carrying. What is it like eight and a half pounds a gallon or something like that? What, yeah, is, a liter, I mean, what is a liter compared to a gallon? I have to look at So up. I was just wondering that too. I should know. This is one of those like product manager, like right. should know things. Jesus yeah. Christ, man. Get your shit together. Dude. <laughs> but, but here's, here's the trick. Here's the trick from the product manager. You don't drink two and a half liters in every one of your rides. So if you're only going to do an hour and a half ride, only put a liter of water in there. You know, why carry around a liter and a half of water weight for, for a ride you're not going to drink from? I do it because I know I'm not going to refill my reservoir before I ride again. Holy so shit. I, One gallon is 3.78 liters. So how many liters did you say you had? 2.5. We need to change this. Hang on. We got to see what 2.5 is. 2.5, according to Google, is about 0.66 of a gallon. Okay. I drink all of that, but there <laughs> yep. should be like a handicap that you guys get for how much alcohol I drank the night before. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You you put us in you put us in the handicap by starting there, and that's why you have like soft last and things that you can add to that as well. So, do you guys have something like earlier? You were talking about guys that um, like purify their water because the, where they they ride, there's yep. lots of grease. Do you guys have anything that's like? part of or built into the pack to purify now we've been looking with partnering with some people like uh on that that, that you know like there's a couple of really good filtration brands out there that that have approached us and you know we would think that basically it's inline filter so that you could just put dirty water into your reservoir or your bottle and you just yeah why can't i just like fill my bladder up with some fucking creek water 
you have the filter there. I don't have to fucking worry about it. Even yeah. if I buy a new one, that would be cool, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we, we, we're looking at that. Like, you can get some inline filters now, but they're kind of big, so we just want to get them a little bit smaller, a little bit lighter weight. Yeah, right on, dude. Yeah, yeah, but that's a good idea. Look at this. Two two ideas. See, dude, I'm telling you, dude. I Honestly, I should just be part of your R&D team. Uh, <laughs> I also want a filter that changes water into beer. Can you do that? Yeah, it'll be called, it'll be called the, uh, what's the, uh, I mean, Jesus turned it into wine, so this would probably be more of a devil filter, I guess. So no, we just call it the biker filter. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> the devil, the devil's touch. So like when you get to the end of the ride, instead of having to open up cold beers, all you do is like slap your new filter on and you got the beer filter. You're good. <laughs> the beer filter is also the way that I've came up with every relationship that I've ever been in. <laughs> <laughs> how, how how you see it, how you see it, or how you get through it, or how they see it and get through it. <laughs> hey, come on now, dude. Seriously, stop asking all these serious questions. I'm just trying to make something fun. Turning the couch around. <laughs> so uh, on the on the flip side, also to or on the flips, I'm just trying to like transitioning. Up. I'm transitioning. I'm transitioning into a road biker. No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> don't, don't do that. So out, outside of that of the like actual packs that you ride with do you guys have a pack that is like a, like a bag to like a gear bag you guys like that? totally totally it's actually literally called that the gear kits um like we have a smaller one that's like perfect for for like you know just going to a trailhead which is whoops it's, oh, it's basically a, a house yeah. there dude look at your ceilings those are awesome is for those right? that are listening, this guy's got some badass ceilings. They're like vaulted with wood, nothing That's but nice. wood everywhere. This is definitely Colorado, dude. I'm thinking I'm gonna sell my fucking bullshit house here in California and move to Colorado. Because judging by your your architecture, dude, I'm I'm doing it wrong. Oh, might have lost him. We're gonna wait until his internet gets straightened out. In the meantime, oh wait. I, 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 I even forgot that I was listening to people on YouTube. Well, who the fuck are the people on YouTube? Hey, YouTube, why don't you guys throw up me some, throw, throw up me, throw me some new questions that I need to talk about. Cause otherwise I'm gonna roll up here and kind of scroll through, see what you guys have been chatting about for the last hour. Everybody wants to know what poop tastes like. That's interesting. What did I get tagged on this one? Um, falling in a campfire sounds like something straight out of biker camp. Yeah, that's definitely biker. Um, that's awesome. Oh, $9.99 from Sparks. What's up, brother? Thank you for the uh, super chat. I appreciate it immensely. This is what's going to get me to, to the Yaman Jamaica fucking ride later on this year. Oh, duty loss. I just, I just watched him drop out of the this dream you know what right now he's stressing as a guy that that was part of a uh, podcast for his company to just fall out he's probably fucking sweating bullets i'm gonna i'm gonna swing up here brian t threw the beer fund up for fucking five dollars where's the rest of you super chatting motherfuckers seriously we're trying we're trying to run a business over here and all i'm doing is just running my mouth Talking about this, talking about that. Anybody wants to throw up a Yaman super chat right now, you're going to get your your name up in the corner for the rest of the super chat. So if you guys aren't familiar with Yaman, what Yaman is, is 
the people that love this channel, that support this channel, they throw out a little bit of love and that little bit of love adds up and adds up. And eventually it's going to work out to me going to Jamaica and, oh. and finally, finally riding mountain bikes in Jamaica. So if you guys want to see me ride in Jamaica, throw up the Yaman super chat. So any super chat you throw up with the hashtag Yaman, Y-A-M-O-N, I'll throw it up in the corner. It'll stay up there until, until the next guy that throws up a bigger one. And then the next super chat in the next live stream, it'll stay there until that guy at least throws up one. And even, let's, let's say their super chat was for like 50 bucks. And now it's a new live stream and yours is a buck. You get to be up there in the corner. So threw a little bit of time up near, got Osprey back on with his internet problems. Hey man. <laughs> I was trying to be all sly. My, my laptop was dying. So I went out to get the oh, cord. Good, and I, was, I, I was 30 I, seconds. I, I, dude, I, 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 I have been through enough fucking problems on this podcast to understand oh, what happens let me tell you dude one night i was i was doing this podcast there was a thunderstorm going on in, in sacramento my power went out i was like freaking out probably about the way that you were a minute ago when you realized <laughs> you like dropped offline i was like what the fuck i'm like doing <laughs> a podcast live and i just have no power like i i started it back up with my phone it came back. <laughs> it doesn't matter, man. At the end of the day, we're here to talk about bikes. We're here to have a good time. So no, no harm, no foul, man. So yeah. let me ask you right now, dude, regardless of the, the bike that you ride and the football team that you're, you're, you're in with, <laughs> um, where is the place that you would love to ride the most in the next year? Oh man. Um, like if there was like no bars, you know what i mean like here's like, the thing like, is I, I i get to i get to do like there is no bars everybody can go ride wherever they want they should go ride so it's more of a question which wh where should i go ride next year like like we have like families we have like bills yeah. have, it's not like you're like oh well i could ride new zealand tomorrow you know what i mean so yeah. like spot, dude. you know what? I, I really want to get to scotland that's yeah. that's what i think i want to go ride scotland like there's a bunch of stuff in South America I want to get to and some stuff in the Alps. And, but I, I feel like there's just something cool about going in like to, to Scotland. And, and I'll tell you what, there. there, there is a YouTuber that rides up there. God damn it. I feel like an ass hat right now for I can't remember it. Not remembering the name is, is like, Oh shit. Somebody, somebody in chat hook me up right now. It's like, um, Oh fuck. What is the guy? He's like in Scotland, UK kind of area. And, he everything that he does everything like it doesn't matter how well or bad he rides thank you somebody make trail rider this guy like everything that he rides like is these epic views yeah like, it's gorgeous you not want to fucking ride there no yeah no, if they, not, they have some kind of laws they have they have a law there that's called right to roam so there's no such thing as like trail Land. advocacy there. It's yeah. like they, they have a law that's called right to roam. So it just means like you're allowed to ride wherever the fuck you want. And that's yeah, what it does. And that's and why it's so, that's why there's so much there's so much cooler access to a lot of things in Europe. That's why e-bikes work in Europe, to be honest, because it's yeah. all 
it's all private property and people are like yeah go ahead go for it man just do whatever Europe you want to do right like, dude we've been fighting over this shit for a couple hundred years we don't give a fuck right because they don't sue each other they don't get the liability crap going oh, on dude, you're, you're trying to rope me into some political oh shit. my god over open you want you want to yeah it's like canada's better because they can go up and whistler they can build those things in whistler that we like can't build down here don't trust exactly each other. exactly oh my my god you're you're trying to fucking walk me down a a, a corridor of problems I love that topic, man. I love that topic. I mean, just go to Europe one day and just do like a touristy thing, like go see a chapel, and you and you'll walk up a pair of stairs. You're like, this is the sketchiest fucking thing I've ever done in my life. Like they wouldn't allow this. They wouldn't allow these stairs in America over there in Europe. They're just like, yeah, whatever. You fall, your fault. Right. You know, like yeah. I, I used to live in Germany, dude, and the way that 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 the German the the German police is, are called Polizei. So like the way that they like fix problems at a bar. Was they walked in through tear gas, beat everybody up, and then asked questions later. In America, it doesn't play out that way. They're like, no. "What is?" But going it's fun. On? I mean, it's fun seeing that though. Like we've got like a, here here in town, and, and you know, you see like the snow levels are causing some things for some of the resorts. But some of the stuff that like Telluride's going to build and like Purgatory, which is a small resort near Durango. Like some of the like the built trails that you that you see coming out of that, like from uh, like fun stuff, like big jumps, big cool things that somebody, some lawyer somewhere found the loophole, you know, of what I can sign and then go do fun things. So earlier you told me that you were a a, a pivot guy and that I thought you were a twenty nine and you said twenty seven five, which is is interesting to me. Um, for those of you guys listening, my my buddy is just trying to make love with my ear in the background there so um he's got, anyway. he's got, a, he's got a wandering eye if you I right. feel like that's necessary for context a little, little little crazy little crazy eye anyways um so you had mentioned that you ride 27.5 and i gave you a bunch of shit about it but mm -hmm. oddly enough i'm also a 27.5 guy so i want to know why you like 27.5 over over 29 well i've got i've got i've got all the wheels in the garage um like i've got oh, a niner yeah, I've got a Niner hardtail in the garage. I've actually got an old Sixer hardtail in the garage, and then the, the twenty-seven-five you know, pivot. It, it, it's you know just what, that, you know when you first said that, I was like, "What the fuck is he talking about?" And then as you explained it, I was like, "Actually, no, I have the same thing." Yeah, I totally do. And, and, and but but because of that, I know I know the difference between all of them. There's this section that we have this really great flow tracks where we live. And there's sections of that flow track that when I do that on my Niner hardtail, like I'm really raking out the, the bike because the bike is so long. You can actually feel those turning differences. But th there's something about that 27.5 with those 2.6-inch tires. And I'm basically just riding a motorcycle. I'm like making noises in my head when I run over rocks. I'm like, boom, boom, rap, 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 boom. Like, like that's that's what's fun about the 27.5 to me is that it can I, I think it's like that. The 27.5 is flickable. Yeah. It, it, it's like – it's the things that you like about 26, but then that rollover of the 29. Yep. You know what I mean? It's like, to me, it's like that perfect, like, middle spot. But I'll tell you, man, I was a 29er hater all up until about a month ago or two, three, four. I'm a guy, so, like, my... Um, yes, that's the time. Is, yeah. My observation of time is fucked up. I just realized, no, I got that 29er in like December. So it's been like six months. But like, I'll tell you, man, like I was a 29er hater, but the way that the new geometry is, they've mm -hmm. really dialed this shit in, man. Oh, totally. 
I mean, you're seeing them on downhill bikes. I mean, they, they, they have to figure that out. I mean, so it, 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 it makes sense. And, and that's what's, that's, what's cool about owning multiple bikes is that you can, I can have that Niner hardtail and I can have that 27.5 fatty, you know, six inch travel bike. So, I'll tell you what, dude, I, I would have never told somebody to get a hardtail in the last five years. And since I bought this hardtail, I will now I'm, I'm like the guy that has the $10,000 fucking carbon bike that is sitting collecting dust mm -hmm. because I'm riding a $1,500 hardtail that is just like, it, it it's consuming me. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a backlash to the early adopt kind of mentality that we have in the industry. Like, you know, it's new axle sizes, new wheel sizes, new tire sizes, and it's fun. And we find out cool new things. And a lot of times they are improvements, but man, there's just something nice about having a steel or aluminum hardtail bike that, you know, isn't going to age, isn't going to like get made fun of on a trail because it's just kind of classic at this point anyway. And For you, me, you, don't, you don't have to worry about turning over. For me, it's a challenge. It's like, yeah. for me, the thing that has been so much fun about that bike is like, here is like trail one, two, three that I've always thought was challenging. And now I'm on a hardtail thinking to myself, I would have always told everybody one, two, three trail you can't do unless you're on full suspension. And yeah. now I'm riding with a hardtail and I'm like, I'm actually like hitting PRs. Oh, yeah, and it's fun. And it's like, dude, holy shit, dude. Like, honestly, the, those of you guys that follow my live streams outside of the podcast, like, there's a little thing that I'm trying to do, like, can a fat guy KOM? And I am in, I am within, like, seconds of being in the top 10 of a KOM on nice. a hardtail, on a, a section that I would have always thought you needed to be on a full suspension. And then on top of that, I'm also doing it at night, you know? So it's like, dude, hardtails have like, I, that section, I never hit those speeds until I did it with the hardtail. And I, I, I honestly think it's because like with the hardtail, when you get out of the saddle and that, like those flat spots, you're just laying down power, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's what's nice about some of the single speed setups, but those guys are, those are weird. I started cause I was a stupid roadie. So of course I started with hardtail. Like the first time I ever read Porcupine Rim or Mr. Toads was on a hardtail. And 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 so that, that so some most of my guys are from Northern California. For those of you guys that aren't from Northern California, Mr. Toads is probably one of the like I won't say that it's the like most technical trail in our area. It's just a but, giant rock garden. Right. But as far as like as far as like um like throw a bunch of trails into the mix like like it, it, it's a trail that most people think is like this is one of the most technical trails would you agree yeah. with no yeah it's like it's it's the one where i put pro like i would put knee and shin stuff on like you stop right. you right. stop like, and, and like, like and you put it on to us that live here we're like oh well it's not that bad there's like in my head honestly like as a, a local i'm like oh there's like two spots that are really technical and outside of that it's not that bad aside from the fucking shit show of a climb to get up there you, you yeah. know what I mean? yeah well, exactly if you, were, if you were like flying to tahoe from somewhere else you would be like holy shit that trail was intense yeah uh, so, so i'm trying to give you guys like the perspective of like a local 
Well, what's, what's, what's crazy about that trail from a local perspective is it's a giant rock garden. So that when I was riding it on a hardtail, I was up that this guy came in front of us. So we were suiting up and he was on a full rigid. Hey, let me cut you off just for a second for the people yeah. that aren't from Northern California. If you ride Mr. Toes on a hardtail, you have a little bit of a fucking mental problem. So yeah. I'm going to throw that out there. Just like I am actually contemplating how I want to ride this on the hardtail, but I also have a mental problem. So, the, so just know that, guys. The trail that we're talking about is extremely fucked up, especially on a full suspension bike. And we're talking about doing it on a hardtail. Okay, go ahead. So, so I watched this guy do it on a full rigid. So, like you're placing, dude. Yeah, you like it. Dick punched on like a Tuesday night. I didn't do it. I'm not that stupid. I was stupid enough already. So this guy's on a full ridge doing Mr. Toes. And I was watching. I was like, wow, he's really good at mountain biking. And then and then my buddy on a full suspension bike went and hammered down it and had a bunch of fun. So that that's where that's where you kind of shift and, and, and find those places where you know you you get a skill set out of out of the hardtail, but there's there's a place where you should be on a full suspension bike. And it's all about fun. And if you're having fun finding new lines and getting new technical things out of a hardtail, that's awesome. Like that, I I I kept the hardtails because it's it, they, I still need it too. Sometimes I don't want all that suspension. Sometimes I don't want all that going on. I just want something simple. Like I, I used to race for GT a long time ago, back when 26ers were the only thing available. So I have this carbon 26 inch GT bike in the garage. It's got a rigid fork, so it's a it's a 27 and a half front uh, wheel because it fits within the rigid but at a 26 inch rear and it weighs 19 pounds. It's stupid. It's basically a BMX bike, but I love it on, on a easy local trail that we have because it feels like I'm on like a, almost like a BMX trail bike. You know, I'm just kind of ripping around and having fun with it. So that's, that's, what's fun about a hardtail. There's something light and simple underneath that you can just kind of whip around and rip around on trails. So you said you're 37. You're, you're pretty close to, to my age. How, how did you get into mountain biking, dude? Uh, I mean, I didn't get into it until I was in my mid twenties. I actually, this is even worse. I was a triathlete in college um, because that's what some friends did. Go ahead and make fun of me all you want. Cause I deserve it, but it was something to do. And, and I realized that running is fucking horrible. Like it's just horrible. And, and, and so I just didn't want to do that anymore. And I realized I loved the bike portion. So I was doing some bike racing on road and then I moved to Denver and I was a, I was a mechanic. Uh, for a 24 hours of Moab team when that race was still going on. And so I was mechanicking for the team and the whole time I was sitting behind the, the, the table working on their bikes. I was like, this is bullshit. I could, I should be out there. Like I want a mountain bike. I, I don't know what mountain biking is entirely. I know how to fix them, but I, I decided then and there that I was going to mountain bike. So I, I bought a, bought a used mountain bike that was a bit too small and took a bunch of endos and, and learning how to ride out in Denver. But it's, so much fun it's all those things that you have as a kid when you first get on a bike all those feelings come back it's exactly why you should mountain bike so uh, i'm gonna ask you right now are you like a cush core guy or you guys are you a uh, a tire suspension guy or are you a, a a purist what do you mean what was the first one like like cush core do you like are you in on the cush core camp or are you a, a purist like just uh Right, ride it like we always did. With I'm in the Kishkor camp. Why? Tell me why. Because, because I, this, I, I'm going to go. I asked you to tell me why, but then I'm yeah, going to yeah. tell you my. I guess. I guess. I guess what it is is I'm pro-choice. Like if we want to get on the e-mountain bike thing, I'm, I'm pro-choice. 
Like uh, I think about, I think about what I think about is that I can do all this stuff on a fully rigid single speed and have a great time. Um, but I'm, I've been doing this a long time and I've, been, and I've enjoyed uh, this, it. This is the thing that I'm, I'm going to say. I always um, am definitely like, I'm a person that's going to like speak for the experience that I had mm -hmm. and coming into like Kushcore from like the outside, like no like free product or anything like that. It's like, oh dude, it's going to save my rims. Okay, that's cool. But once I met with them and I realized like, like they explained to me like this is like a suspension product. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, you're fucking marketing me, whatever. And then I put Kushcore on my 29er hardtail and holy shit. Like it changed it and it didn't yeah, so change I, it. Like, like I'm saving my rims. I didn't get to the bottom of the trail and be like, Oh wow. My rims are much better than they were when I started. No, it was like, I got to the bottom of the trail and was like, my back is not fucking killing me. Oh, no. I fucking rolled through that rock garden and it felt good. Like I am telling you, even within like all of my YouTuber, like friends that I chat with, they consistently are like, oh yeah, well, you know, I have like, I, I have the, uh, the, the Santa Cruz reserve wheels, so I don't need Kushcore. And I'm like, um, just because you have a, like a return policy doesn't mean that like you're getting the added benefits. And for me, honestly, I drank the Kool-Aid and <laughs> I felt the Kool-Aid and everybody that thinks about Kushcore as a like, just save your rims fucking like idea you're wrong like seriously if you have a hard tail and you ride Kushcore, you will feel it where you're like oh my god it's a game changer are you on I'm, board with me or am i like i'm on board i want to i've been i don't haven't tried it yet i want to put it i have that like i said i have this that rigid and i've been wanting to put them in there because it's they like what you said is it's a little bit more than just that. Like I don't want to put a suspension seat post maybe on there. If I can yeah. get away with adding these and not having a suspension seat post on it. Wait a minute. Nice. You, mean you don't have a dropper on your rigid? <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. No, wait a minute. Full, you you full. actually just crossed the line of like sensible mountain biker to me to this guy's got a fucking problem. Because if you don't have a dropper on a hardtail. I think that you like the dick punches instead of <laughs> no. the, the the new new. <laughs> no, I need I need to switch it over for sure. <laughs> Basically, that bike is what's left over of my other bikes. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, get a dropper first. But after you get a dropper, I'm serious. Yeah. It will change your game on 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 the Kushcore. I can't speak for the other companies that are doing the same thing. I don't yeah. know if they're only doing their their thing for like tire protection but i can tell you without a doubt when i rode my my hardtail with Kuchkor, it changed my ride from a suspension standpoint without a doubt yeah oh, dude i know you you got the you got the you got the baby over there i can hear it uh cracking <laughs> in the background i really appreciate the time that you've taken with me talk to me one last minute here about about osprey and like what stands out from from you like dude you've worked for this company yeah, yeah. i'll like now that you've been there for a while like what is it that makes you walk into a store or like if your buddy's like hey i'm buying xyz bag like why would what would you tell them to be like no buy ours this is why 
Yeah, I mean, simply like buy a bag. Like it, it's not it's not something that like like I'm just advocating advocating hydration packs in general here. Like buy a pack. It, it makes it so much easier to carry the water you need and drink the water you need. Carry the gear that you need to carry. You need a tube. You need a tool set. You need food. You need an extra layer. You need to carry these things and, and, and just keep it simple. Like simplify your life and carry a pack. And then buy an Osprey because you're going to forget you're wearing it because it fits so well. And everything's going to be so well organized and so well, so intuitive to use. It's just a better product. And it's, you don't want to worry about it while you're riding. You, want, you just want to have fun. You want to ride your bike. And that's basically what we're enabling. Right on, Chris. Hey, man, I really appreciate you taking the time. It was yeah, good, good, good bumping into you over there at Sea Otter and setting this up. Let's uh, let's definitely do something else in the in the future. Maybe we'll, we'll sure. maybe 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 we'll do some something fun. Maybe maybe you'll you'll throw out some discounts to my people on Patreon. That would be awesome. I For just sure. put you on the spot there. So. <laughs> <laughs> No, tell, you what, I'll tell you what, Robert, I'll, 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 I'll find some discount codes and then you can. Offer I'll tell you what, else. dude, if you can send me a fucking uh, one of those fanny packs that makes me not feel like I'm, I'm 41 and, and embarrassed <laughs> and, I, and I dig it, I will speak all the words to your, your company. Perfect. Hey, man, I had a great time hanging out with you. I appreciate you taking the time out on a Sunday night, dude, a little, yeah, a little away from your family and, and everything. Thank you very much, man. I want everybody out there in YouTube land and podcast land, wherever the fuck you guys are listening to just remember one thing, subscribe and support. That's what I'm trying to tell you to do. Because if you don't hit the subscribe button, what the fuck, dude? If I don't see that subscriber count like grow every day, it makes me contemplate suicide or quitting the channel. So you guys can decide how you want to like determine my fate. It's up to you. If you do listen to the podcast and you do like it, please leave a a, a, um, a little bit of a review over there. There's actually a algorithm that comes along with the biker podcast that if you don't give a five star uh, uh, review on it, you actually brick your phone. So um, don't do that review unless you're going to do a five star podcast review. I'm sorry. It's just like it is what it is. I'm not in charge of this stuff. I'm sorry. If you guys liked the uh, the sweatshirt that C-Lock was wearing earlier with the B1KER on it, you can stop by shop.biker.com, get one of those. If you want a badass camel pack, I don't even, <coughs> I'm sorry, hydration pack. That's there you I'm, go. If you want hydration pack, you need to stop by Osprey and hook it up. They apparently have something going on there that's a little different the biggest thing that he said to me tonight that really really stood out was the fact that you can just open up the whole top of the bag and pour water and ice and everything in there that is so much easier than this little tiny little hole i'm trying to drop stuff into so seriously guys i appreciate everybody i appreciate you chris from 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 osprey stopping out by and hanging out Remember one thing and one thing only. If that's the only thing that you remember, it only takes a bike to be a biker. Get the fuck out there and be one, bitches. <laughs>